coming up. Favorite all-star game memories and who's going to win the MLB Home Run Derby with Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres next. You are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. There you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or just look up Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. And of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. Without further ado, we got a mega podcast coming up with Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres. So let's jump right into it. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of not just the Locked On Padres podcast. That's right. We got another crossover here with the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast hosted by Mr. Millard Thomas. Millard, say hi to the good people. Hi, good people. What's up? (laughs) Exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. If that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know what will. Today, we're going to be talking about a bunch of all-star stuff from the Derby to the all-star game. Millard has some spicy takes, as always, because Millard... (laughs) For anyone who's listened to our crossovers before, he's the king of spice. I mean, let's just be real. He's the absolute king of spice. Everyone should be following him on Twitter, which, by the way, you can do, at CreatorThomas24. And for D-backs listeners, I'm at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Don't forget, also, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. Has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Millard. Yes. (sighs) Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's first quickly talk about very quickly, very, very quickly, our Uh two teams, members of the all-star team, right? You've got Mr. Joe Mantiply, and then I've got Joe, the superior Joe, Musgrove, and Manny Machado. Now, let me ask you, did you feel like Mantiply, because this has been the thing that's been going around, did he get a spot and it was kind of maybe should that have gone to Carlos Rodon? Should that have gone to some other guy? Maybe, uh, I can't think of another... uh, Who's the pretty good this year? Tommy Edmond. I forgot if he made it, uh, but like, et cetera, et cetera. What, what do you think? What do you uh, think? I'm, I'm definitely off the Edmond train. I know Sully also, we did our <laughs> roster. He had Edmond. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at his numbers. His OPS is like below 700. I don't know why you guys want him as an all star. That just me, though. I like my guys to at least, you know, have a better OPS than that. But Mantiply, I mean, one big reason why he made the all star game is just because he's our representative. He had to be there. The back yeah. had to step by to the all star game. So Mantiply was the chosen guy, but he is the guy I would have chosen from this D backs roster as well because he's the superior Joe to Musgrove because I don't think Joe Musgrove owns this record. I I don't think there's any all-time record that Joe Musgrove owns like a Joe Mantiply because Mantiply, before his walk they gave up, you know, a couple days ago, he had the longest streak of all time by left-handed reliever of not allowing a walk in consecutive innings pitch. Longest streak of 
all time. Mansby has been a beast this season. Now there are some questions about maybe should be Christian Walker going to the All-Star game with his 20 home runs. Ketel Marte, basically, if you take out the, the first month of the season, he's been like a 300, 900 OPS kind of a guy. Maybe you put him. Zach Gallon, of course, he's been a beast. But no, Joe Mansply, he's been consistently the best player from this D-backs team from start to finish, and he's the superior Joe among our two teams. And Musgrove no! has had a phenomenal season. I got my couple <laughs> games. I'm not mad about Musgrove. Wow. You know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that about man supply. Is that real? I have no idea. I just thought that it was like good reliever and that's what the best that they have and whatnot. Okay. I mean, that's really cool. I honestly genuinely did not know that. I, I personally feel like I'm against the whole has to have a representative. Uh, I talked about this with Ben Kaspik on an episode uh, previously, because I just think that you might reward teams that don't try sometimes, right? Like we do need, a representative from, you know, the Kansas City Royals. Do we need one yeah. from some of these teams, the Oakland A's, right? I know that they have Frankie Montas and whatnot, but there's some teams where I'm like, this is your fault, and it's your fault of your ownership and organizational dysfunction. But that being said, I did not know that about Supply. So shouts to him. And yeah, Christian Walker, my boy, <laughs> as you yeah. see, I wrote about him recently. And let me tell you, yeah, you're right about him not producing with runners of score. Yeah. Uh, that's, it's, it's definitely not his, thing. It's definitely yeah, but not his I, thing. I definitely double down on your take, though, that we should only the all-star game. Yeah. It should be entertainment purposes, but it's also like a legacy builder. Like how many one-time or no-time all-stars are there in the Hall of Fame? Like there's like basically none, right? Like you need all-stars mm-hmm. on your resume to eventually make the Hall of Fame. Like the more all-stars you have, the better player it probably shows. So I think we should just have the best players in the all-star game. Now you do want the best players to also be entertaining because you do want it to be a fun product. But I don't, like you said, I don't need representatives from bad teams if they don't really have any good players. Like there's honestly some teams in baseball where it's like, ah, yeah, they, they you can make an all-star, you know, um, argument for someone but are they actually playing at like an all-star all-star level probably not so i do think the game should just be a collection of the best talent and not just hey th- this team needs somebody so let's go get that representative from that team that no one even cares about anyway because it's major league baseball and if you're not good you're probably not getting talked about in the national conversation yeah i i feel that i feel that and i just think that overall you know all-star stuff there's always going to be snubs Right. Like I, it's funny because someone actually tweeted a good buddy of mine, Daniel R. Epstein on Twitter. He like tweeted just so everybody knows that all star you're complaining about. He'll make it after someone else has to be pulled out for an injury or something like that. Like, I feel like in the end, it's fun to complain about sometimes. And always the like that top tier snub, not like a, um, you know, say like a Tommy Edmund, like we mentioned. Right. Where it's like, okay, you can maybe or whatever. But like that Rodon and Ty France. Right. Those seem like those are the top two they end up usually kind of making it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just one way or another, those guys end up making it in, even if it's not like the immediate, because if someone has to pull out, for instance, Bryce Harper, yeah, he was in there. Jordan Alvarez, he was going to be in there. All, all these guys. And um, if I'm not mistaken, who is it? Who's the other one that recently pulled out? I forgot who it was. They just got hurt. But anyway, um, that, yeah. Someone like Ty France, I even thought should have mm-hmm. been like a starter. I think you can make the argument yeah. for him to start at first base yeah. because yeah. I know Fly Guerrero is going to get most of the fan vote as he probably should just because he's such a spe- uh, spectacle. Yeah, he's, he's a little popular. Mm-hmm. But if you look at just the raw numbers, like 
some numbers, you know, your favorite stat, WRC plus, I think it had high brand. <laughs> better first baseman compared to Vlad Guerrero Jr. So I was using WRC plus a lot when I was using my all-star ballots. I was like, it's just the easiest way to just rank all these guys and just categorize. I'm like, I don't even care if I believe in the stat that much. It's just the easiest ways to categorize it. So I think I was fair enough. Not, yeah, <laughs> fair was, enough. That's that is the way. Look, every time every look, I'm not going to lie to you, Billard. every now and then when you want to get the engagement and something like that, I look uh, up WOBA numbers, oh. which I I, I kind of get Woba a little bit, a little bit of the Woba. <laughs> anything that says expect, any stat that says expected in front of it, I just don't understand any of those. I don't understand <laughs> expected ERA, expected batting average. Just tell me what it is. What are you actually doing? Yeah. I don't what are you actually doing right now? I don't. I don't care about what you're supposed to be doing. Or if the sun was five degrees cooler that day, then you would have hit three more home runs. Like I don't care about that. <laughs> Did you hit the home runs or not? That's the only thing that matters to me at the end of the day. Fair enough, sir. Fair. Fair enough. Every now and then, like with Woba, which I'm about to tweet like right now. It's just I know people like stats. You know what I mean? Woba's yeah. useful. It, it certainly is. These stats can be useful, but I get what you're saying. And yeah. also, though, I also agree with what you're saying about just like, you know, the entertainment factor. And for me, that's usually how I vote for my all star is, is that I usually don't go homer with it. I don't just vote Padres or just vote whatever team, you know, that you're supposed to root for. I try to, if it's a giant discrepancy, then yeah, I'm like, all right, this guy's been amazing. That's who I want to see in the All-Star game. But if it's like, okay, you know, one, let's say May Machado versus Nolan Arenado, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just pretend that those stats, remove the name from them for a second, right? And just pretend that Arenado stats, which are a little bit worse, probably at least significant enough worse, you're like, yeah, but that guy's more cool. I'm totally, say it's uh, Jazz Chisholm, right? Mm -hmm. Jazz Chisholm is one of the more fun players to watch in baseball. So I don't mind people who are like, it's an all-star game, right? Yeah, it's like Vlad versus Ty France. Yeah, exactly. That was, I don't know why I didn't just use that comparison yeah. in general. We already talked about yeah. it. Dang it. But anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. And when you just kind of take into the fact that it's an exhibition game, it's just for fun. I will say, maybe there's an argument to be made about like, the like contract incentives if that was a case where it's like yeah well maybe this might be costing guys money and whatnot and we have these fan schmucks that once upon a time voted the entire kansas city royals roster into the starting spot throwback there we're gonna be talking about some throwback stuff about all-star in just a minute by the way uh mm -hmm. and the padres first baseman who must not be named uh, of, of course. course never be named on this podcast course, can't name him can't name the ground ball gremlin as yeah. you all know um <laughs> that you know he probably how many all-stars well. has he been to he's made a couple in his day huh he's yeah, a best he's, he's made a few he probably he's made one in the the contract year in There's which one. he played Literally. out of his mind and then yeah just he played out of his mind and it then, wasn't even that year it was like a down season for him he made the all-star game i'm yeah. looking at it I don't really know yeah it wasn't even it was the year before the contract year he made the all-star game so. maybe it was a first half thing because that happens sometimes yeah. right? my boy darvish last year yeah, yeah. i'd have but, to do um, some research real quick millard can I ask you something? Oh, I already know where you're going to say. So let me cut you off, actually, Javi. Let me <laughs> cut you off. I already know where you're going because I actually want to ask you if we should bring the rule back where the All-Star game affects the World Series because with the World Series, you get a championship ring. And do you know where the best place to get a ring is, Javi? Where would that be, sir? You got to go to Blue Nile 
Facebook.com for the best fine jewelry. Because whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, fine jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bent jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile had jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and lockdown listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, Javi, I did want to ask you, though, real quick, because mm-hmm. I was talking to ask this question to Ben Caspic right before we hopped on this. And I know the rules sucked, Javi, but it was kind of fun because, you know, the All-Star game, it doesn't really have much meaning. So should we bring back the World Series rule where whoever gets whoever wins the World Series, whatever team that league, they get home field advantage once we get to the World Series? I know it's not a good rule in practicality, but at least makes the All-Star game interesting and it gets really ra- wacky once you get to the biggest game of the season. You know, Miller, the same way that people who idolize the Punisher and the Joker and some of these questionable, they idolize them, not not like them as characters, but they idolize them and they kind of miss the point, right? The toxic traits is is, is what they usually say, the toxicity of people. Maybe they have in their bio that they're, you know, free thinker or that they have, you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? They're woke. Is Joker woke? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know the punch and joker are woke people. <laughs> we live in a society, right? But okay. my toxic trait is that I absolutely think that we need to bring this back. I okay. liked the all-star game determining the World Series. Now, here's the thing. It is true, all of you you nerds out there, right? Why are we having, you know, the all-star? I don't want to, you know, impersonate nerds because I'm one of them too. I don't want to be mean today. But you know, why should we have it that this is up to fan voting and all these things? And first of all, we just talked about how some of those guys who end up getting snubbed end up making the team anyway. Uh, that's just how this ends up. The cookie ends up crumbling. Right. But for me, guys, we're all going to die someday. You know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> it's, you never know what's going to happen. And I think it adds a nice little layer. And don't get me wrong. It doesn't affect things. I wish we could find out a way to make the all-star game maybe more fun for teams that are less competitive right now. But unfortunately there's really no way you could do that. But you know, if you're a team that's contending, I think it makes it more fun that you have to really root for the other team and you have to really watch it. Uh, It at least gives baseball an identity, something unique that the other sports don't have, right? The pro bowl is an absolute wash and the NBA all-star game is while it can be fun for a few minutes, if you've never watched it before, that's my take on the all-star game. It's really fun when you watch it the first time, but then you're like, all right, nobody's playing defense here. What if in baseball you're like, yeah, this thing matters, and some people might say, well, you know, guys can get hurt. That is true, but in fairness, it is baseball, and it's a little bit different, and they do have reserves, and usually pitchers, they only go like one inning or something like that. So, And not to mention, if it does matter for the game, then them pitching well is like in their best interest, right? So I actually think that maybe it adds a little bit more, makes it more fun to the fans, and like I said, gives baseball its own 
thing that they can be proud of, right? There's not many cool different things that baseball has that like given an up on other sports, even if people don't like this one. And also, as we've talked a lot before and I've talked about, about on my podcast, baseball fans like to complain about everything, uh, yep. no matter what it is. Uh, we're going to talk about the home run derby soon. I remember people complaining about that. They're always complaining about something, and here's what's bad. Here's what's this. This person on TV doesn't know this stat, right? Why, why did that? Per- why don't you know what Woba is, right? Like all these things, and they don't know all this. Blah 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 blah. I like it when people who are different and fun are into the sport, and I like it when we have something that's just different for different sake. Sometimes, even if it sometimes a little bit weird, like the zombie runner and what have mm-hmm. you. So I'm all for it. Yeah, we know if you like baseball, you're probably a traditionalist, and those people are pretty stuck in their ways and don't want to change the game at all when it comes to baseball. And mostly the reason the rules suck growing up is because, like, I was a Red Sox fan. I just made this point in the previous podcast. Like, when we made it to the World Series and we had a better record than the opposing team, and we had to go to the National League first because of we lost the All-Star game. Like, someone like Big Poppy either had to play first base or he had to sit on the bench. And so, really, like, for a team like the Red Sox, who really used their DH, it really sucked for them. And it was a real disadvantage once they got to the World Series because of the All-Star game. But now, we don't have that anymore. We got the universal DH. So, you don't really have yeah. to worry about the DH mm-hmm. aspect of it anymore. Really, I mean, baseball is still probably has a bigger home field advantage than any other sport because there's, like, a little advantage to batting in the bottom of the inning as opposed to the top of the inning. So, I do think you're still getting more of an advantage if you did bring the rule back, but I don't think it would be as egregious as it was before um, before we brought the universal DH rule back into the game. So, I wouldn't be opposed to the rule eventually coming back, but I know no there, there's no people in baseball that want to bring it back, so I think it's probably going to be a mute point. But how about this, Javi? What if, to make the All-Star game a little bit more spicy, mm-hmm. And more fun mm. because I was telling you off air, it's boring to me. I don't even watch them will be all star game. You could ask me, yeah, whoa, <laughs> ask me who's won the last 10 all star games. I have no idea because they're boring. It's usually the American League for some reason, yeah, by the way. The American, American League, League always wins, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous, yeah. yeah. And I want to know, like, because the games are usually not very high scoring. Like, if you get the five mm-hmm. runs, you're probably going to win most of these all star games. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a lot of runs usually historically. So, I want to ask, like, should we just bring like aluminum bats into the game to make it more fun? Like, what should we do? Ooh. Should we? really actually use like maybe tennis balls instead of baseballs like i'm just trying to see runs and offense and that's all i want i want to be there for entertainment and there is a point where maybe it's too much like you talk about the nba all-star game like those final scores like 180 to 195 and like no one cares because it just lobs and dunks every time so there needs to be a point like maybe combine the rule but also bring in the aluminum bats and the tennis balls i don't know but i need to bring a little a little bit more fun and entertainment to the game because i'm not watching it as it currently stands you know, I mentioned the Pro Bowl before, and it's funny because, you know, one of the things about the Pro Bowl is that that isn't even entertaining because football, when nobody's trying, at least basketball, you get the cool lobs, you get some mm-hmm. cool under the legs, crossover yeah. moves and whatnot. But football, it's like, oh, my God, like it's really rough to watch. My, I've been a proponent of the idea for a while that you should have – it could be separate. It doesn't have to be the game. I know that you have to have a game because it says – football slash basketball slash baseball but have like a you know the nba has its skills challenge right mlb some people have talked about what do we maybe we could do something about defense maybe it's a throwing challenge or whatnot i think i agree with that that we could have those type of things outfield jumps things that can measure defense speeds whatever i say just have people compete in a myriad in a multitude whatever word you want to use in all sorts of random games i want to see francisco lindor playing super smash brothers against tommy fam right i want to see uh tommy fam do a fantasy football draft live and see what happens there you know what i'm saying but i want to see connect four i want to see dodgeball i want to see just 
random dumb games. And yes, before everyone hears me out, like and yells at me, the football, we don't we don't want to see that. The quarterbacks are obviously gonna win. Okay, fine. I get that. But in baseball, everyone's got a cannon in baseball. You know what I'm saying? So who wouldn't it would give the sport of baseball something unique, right? Who doesn't want to watch some intense game where I know he's not good this year, but Joey Votto gets up there and he's playing battleship against Madison Bumgarner, what have you, right? Like, <laughs> I just think it would be like really fun. I don't know how you would do it. There's a lot of moving pieces here, but I just think it'd be fun to like come up with little side games that aren't necessarily have to do with the sport. Dodgeball being one of them. I think that one would be probably a hit because I personally love dodgeball. Um, it's the height of my career in sports, believe it or not. was from. Have, you, have uh, you ever watched there. NFL dodgeball? They usually do it before the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, they do dodgeball sometimes in the NFL. It's not good. No one watches it. That's the thing. Wait, seriously? I had no I'm idea they sure. did dodgeball for the let me, let me Let me uh, confirm. I'm pretty sure I've seen a clip of dodgeball. I, don't seen, even know I saw my boy, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, playing dodgeball, but like that was at Oregon. Is this real? Because this yeah. one shows you how little I know about the Pro Bowl and how I haven't watched since I – yeah, Got dodgeball, Pro Bowl skills challenge. It. It's a Pro mm-hmm. Bowl skills challenge, apparently. Dodgeball. You can see Dax in this. CD Lamb, I think, is in this. Apparently, really? NFC beat the AFC. Yeah, it's no one. You're, you'd be surprised. People actually don't want to see football players playing dodgeball. I guess it, it, it's a crazy phenomenon. Maybe with baseball, it would be different. <laughs> but people already aren't watching the Pro Bowl already, so I don't know. I don't know because I do think I don't know the. I have, have a him play take. holy moly mini golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, just <laughs> <laughs> I have a hot take. I don't I know no if you idea. agree with this, but I think mm-hmm. the most interesting part of pretty much any all star festivity from baseball to basketball is the celebrity all star game. I'm more invested in the celebrity mm-hmm. every year than the mm-hmm. actual MLB events because I don't know. The players are never going to try, but at least I get to see guys who I watch on TV yeah. or see actually because I think it's kind of fun to actually see like. How athletic are your favorite guys? Like, I don't know, someone like Zach Efron, he's always playing basketball players or some yeah. athletic guy. Like, if I saw him in an actual basketball game, is he actually athletic? Can he actually do stuff on the basketball court? Because those are going to be, you know, normal people, average people like me. So I actually want to compare my own skills to people who are, you know, in, in hmm. media and stuff like that. So to me, the celebrity portion of the game has always been the most fun. But no, you want yeah, to and they've been they've been stumbling a little bit, it feels like, with the celebrity thing. I remember watching, like, Mm-hmm. One of the All Star games one year, I was a big Michael B. Jordan fan. Still am. Shout out Creed, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, ever. what happened? Um, yeah, like he he was a little bit of a he stumbled in the game. I was really excited for him. I remember wow. Ernie Duncan. Was that his name? It was like the, the Arnie. Is it the Arnie? Like yeah, second. Yes, exactly. And he was given buckets, man. He's like a three-time celebrity this. MVP or something. Yeah, like he was, was the nastiest player every season. It's like, dude, <laughs> you got like a government job. Like you should be <laughs> out there right now in the White House. You should be out here playing How basketball. How are you even good at this? How can you keep it? I, I guess he spends. Every the three minutes that he gets on break time, he's like, "All right, got to refresh the hoops." Got to prepare for the celebrity game. That's amazing. Maybe he played in college or something like that. Anyway, um, Millard, I do want to ask you before we. I, I want to get a little nostalgic and whatnot, okay. and ask you about kind of your favorite memories and whatnot. And I, I was mentioning before actually that uh, the last time I had um, watched the Pro Bowl was when I made a wager with my friend because we were extremely bored high school students and just text each other. Like, Hey, you want to take AFC? And by the way, there was like a game winning drive in that game, which is hilarious that there's, there's people trying that here, but uh, tell people about what else you can use aside from just being bored in high school. 
what can you use to, okay. to make your bets and wagers? Okay, I, I thought it was a lead-in, but I wasn't quite entirely <laughs> sure. I, I, I wasn't sure if it was a tease or not. But yeah, you know what? You know, Javi, because we're about to discuss the MLB uh, Home Run Derby. And if you want to place a bet of who you think is going to win the MLB Home Run Derby in 2022, because I probably think it's going to be Pete Alonso going for the 3 P, you need to head to betonline.net because it's your number one source for your betting needs and sports info on the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do you have a betting favorite for the Home Run Derby, Javi? I think Soto might take this again. Mm. Or not take this again. I'm sorry. Pete Alonzo won last year. Yeah, I got to go Pete Alonzo. I changed my mind. Because anyone who's going up there bumping Mob Deep and Nas and Biggie and representing New York, as he said, I got from him. I'm hoping that the Polar Bear does it. But Soto was actually the villain of last year's uh, Home Run Derby, which is what's funny. Because last year's Home Run Derby was... Probably the most anticipated one in a while. And I was going to ask you about favorite kind of all-star memories and what have you. And Soto was the villain last year because he beat out Shohei Otani, who everyone was watching because they were like, this is nuts. He's literally starting the game tomorrow as pitcher and he's hitting in the home run derby. And I think he got a little bit nervous and what have you. Then he came out swinging, but Soto ended up beating him. It was still really entertaining nonetheless. But I'm wondering, because that's a really big memory for me. Do you have any sort of like favorite Memories from not just the home run derby, but all star MLB all star festivities in general? Yeah, that's a good question because I was saying earlier, I'm not a huge like MLB all star festivity fan. Like, literally, it's like the celebrity all star game is the one I usually gravitate toward. But I do probably have one memory because, like I said before, I grew up as a Red Sox fan. So the year, um, basically back to back years, 2010 and 2011 were probably the two years I watched because Big Poppy won in 2010 and he was just an insane guy to watch. I mean, he was. He is, of course, magnetic as a character. So to watch him in the MLB Home Run Derby with his persona and everything was fun. And then to see him try to repeat it back to back years in 2011 with his teammate, Adrian Gonzalez, also um, performing in that Home Run Derby. And Gonzalez had a pretty good year. He was runner up and Robinson Cano ended up winning it. And I think that Home Run Derby is probably the one that sticks out in my mind the most because I remember they both kind of went home run for home run in the final frame. And it was Robinson Cano's dad that was throwing him the ball and pitching him to the ball and then seeing Cano with the walk off home run basically to win it and then his dad mm-hmm. coming over to hug him. I think that's probably like literally the only home run all-star memory I have, but I, I did enjoy. And I think most of my memories pertaining toward all-star weekend is probably from the home run derby, even though as a product, like we know they change it and format it pretty much like every season. It feels like they're always mm-hmm. um, making it different, but um, I guess what are, what is your go-to memory from the MLB all-star game? Go-to memory for me, I think, and, and quote me if I'm wrong, wasn't Robinson Cano in the home run derby a second time. And it was like, a notoriously bad showing. I could be making this up. I maybe it was it was someone from the American League. I can't remember who it was, but they hit like one home run, and it was just the ultimate bust. I don't remember who it was, but for me, home. I mean, you th- you look back at the Josh Hamilton when he hit like 
you know, yeah. 56 bombs. And that was before the, the new rules and all that. Like he just kept hitting them out and out and out and it went on forever. I remember that moment. And I personally remember when I was validated of my love of Brett Gardner growing up the one year he okay. uh, was uh, an all-star. That was amazing. He was actually a really good player for most of his career for the most yeah, part. I like um, Gardner. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's one of my favorites. I have a signed ball and everything. That's, that's oh, my boy. yeah, it's he's one of my favorites, man. Back from my Yankee oh. days. Hey, um, get him on the pod one day. Jeter. Jeter is is one that I just remember being a thing because I remember the buildup. I remember the the hat tip um, commercial. It was for Nike. It was M- Michael Jordan shows up at the end. Billy Crystal. Shout out uh, when Harry met Sally. Great movie. Just watched that for the first time a few months ago cheers me up to this day uh you know all sorts of people appearing in that i remember the jeter one being kind of a big deal and i must say i'm with you man uh mlb all-star and all-star in general very rare that i think that you're going to get a truly memorable thing from this for a variety of reasons whether it just be like we mentioned in football the game not being good basketball that the players don't try anymore i'm not blaming that for them for that necessarily and like you said in baseball just sometimes it's just it's pretty low scoring right and it doesn't feel like it's as entertaining you feel like also in baseball one of the problems is that unlike basketball players have a little bit more of an identity i think and in baseball especially for someone who usually because this is how baseball works it's a little bit more um regional regional based you know what i mean like my dad for example he's rooting for the yankees he doesn't know what the heck is going on with the Cardinals. He has no idea about any of these players. So it's hard for him to be like, Oh, there's that guy. And Oh yeah. Ty France was robbed. I don't think there's as much of a universal uh, knowledge of all the all-stars outside of the people that are relevant to them for fans. So maybe that's why. Um, But otherwise, yeah, that's kind of it for me. I remember there was this one year when Jacob de Grom, was it that he hit Robinson Cano and all the Yankees fans went crazy on Twitter because they were like, you're hurting our guy or something like that. Or maybe it was Matt Harvey back in the day. It was, yeah, it was it something, but Batman. yeah, it might've been the Batman. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I yeah. just think that we're, we're missing a really big moment, right? I think that last year's Otani home run derby was the closest we've had. Uh, in a long time to having like that signature all-star moment. Maybe it'll happen soon. Maybe it'll be some stealing home plate to win the game or whatnot, but I'd like to have a a cool all-star game because one game, one, it wasn't an exhibition game, but one game that had a a wrinkle to it, the Field of Dreams game last year, that Mm. game was incredible. It ends on the Tim Anderson walk-off. I don't know if you remember that. It was Mm. an absolutely nutty game. I wish they'd make a Sandlot field, make all sorts of weird, make backyard baseball fields, like once a year, do a theme. Hey, if there's one takeaway from the podcast, I think baseball should just try to have something that's theirs. You know what I mean? Even if Field of Dreams is a movie that some people will debate on whether it's got some white savior vibes, whether it's just old and whether it's too cheesy and blah, blah, blah. I personally think it's a pretty solid movie. Um, but, you know, just just find a thing that's yours, you know, find a thing that's a little bit more unique and be like, yeah, we're going to use the field from Bad News Bears this mm-hmm. year. Well, it's at least it's something different. Right. So yeah. who knows? That's my long winded way of saying uh, all that I have to be said yeah. about the all-star stuff. Yeah, what a response for one memory, but 
but uh, you made a great point though about the identity <laughs> issue and with resonating with players because you would think it would be easier to resonate with players they don't wear helmets they're literally in front of the camera every single day like we talk about the marketing issue in baseball like you, mm -hmm. you can see it we see these guys every day and yet we still don't mm -hmm. know who they are but um i think an issue as to why there's not like a bigger following like why last year felt so hyped up and there was such you know so much hype going into it like it's because we had someone named Shohei Otani in the game. And I don't think if Otani's in that game last year in the home run derby, I don't think it's as hyped up as maybe we think it is going into that. So there's got to be a, a way to duplicate Shohei Otani and get that following. He has some more MLB stars because I think that's the biggest issue. These stars just don't have the following as opposed to NBA stars or NFL stars. Like people just aren't gravitating toward them as much, but, uh, do you think how, how do you feel overall about like someone like Albert Pujols? Because you're talking about making the right. game mm -hmm. unique. Like I think that's actually like a fun little wrinkle. And I think having like a wild card player, like having your five or six, you know, absolute sluggers, your Vlad Guerreros, your Pete Alonzo's, I think that's that, that that's smart having those five or six players. But then having just one wild card guy where it's like maybe a Miguel Cabrera, Albert Pujols, someone that's like an old Wiley veteran who maybe used to do it back in the day, but you know they're on mm -hmm. the background of their career. Or maybe it's someone like uh like you said off the air, like massive Bumgarner. Or a pitcher, mm -hmm. uh, a pitcher who's a pretty good hitter. You know, I, I don't think it, it should be just anybody. Like, you know, it shouldn't be like Carson Kelly off the D backs. Like, oh, let's just throw him in the home run derby, see how yeah. he performs. Like, that wouldn't be interesting. It has to be someone with a little intrigue, someone that you know. I, I don't know. It has to be something that makes them different than other major league players. If it's like an old veteran guy or um, someone that typically doesn't hit. So I, I do think. Uh, like a little wild card guy could be interesting in the home run derby. Like the the all pitchers home run derby. Whoever yeah. gets the five wins. Like honestly, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even mind if it was like the freaking manager you made as the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some random. Like if it was like uh, what's his name? Like Joe. If it was a uh, Buck Showalter or something going up there to hit dingers, I feel like that'd be a pretty fun product to watch. Introduce a little anarchy. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, I just I would I would be in favor. And back in the day, I remember Madison Bumgarner. And again. We're talking about all this innovation stuff, and I know that it's unlikely to come true. I mean, this is the same sport that, speaking of pitchers, just figured out. I think it was Baseball Barbecue did like a deep dive on this a while ago. Like the best hitting pitchers, mm -hmm. like on, in a single season, like their OPS was like 560. Like they just figured out that that was the best ever, right? They just figured out the sport that you probably shouldn't have pitchers hitting. That if we think they're going to go out here and be like, yeah, um, <laughs> Bob Melvin, <laughs> you're going to go man it. You, you know, what would be great is if we had one of these type of uh, like home run derbies with the managers or one of the guys that just got fired is <laughs> has to be in there. Something like that would be weird, right? It's like uh, when Dwayne Casey, I think of the Raptors, won coach of the year and was fired like, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that did happen. That was wild. He did accept um, his award while not being employed by <laughs> someone, which is insane. So rough. But yeah, man, I, I think that the pools thing is fun. It adds a little bit of a wrinkle. I just fear that, like, we, we like the wrinkle idea and I like the idea of Bumgarner, but I fear that this one, there's going to be intrigue for sure. But it's also like, oh, man, but this might just look really sad. There's a little bit of fear in me that we're going to see Pujols swinging and he's going to make a lot of contact. Uh, it's just going to be these low line drives and we're going to be like, oh, man, this is just like it's kind of sad to watch that. he. This is at what stage of his career he's at. Right. So maybe maybe that's how it'll go. Or it could be super fun and he'll be the ultimate underdog and he's in the final and then everybody's rooting for him. So. I'm for it. I think it's cool because, again, it doesn't matter. And, yes, you could put other people in there that, quote, unquote, deserve it more, right? You could put your boy Christian Walker. He's been heading for power this yeah. year. You could put guys like that in there. But 
I think it's fun. I think it's fun. I think it gives people to someone to root for too. The last ballad, uh, you yeah. know, the final bouts of Albert Pujols, you know? Yeah, so speaking of that, right before we get out of here, because we're about to wrap mm-hmm. up, Poppy, you know, we can't be doing long podcasts anymore, you know, we, <laughs> we, we, got a, we got a little slap on the wrist for that. So before we get out of here, I do want to ask you, if there was one guy you could add to the MLB Home Run Derby that's not already in there, who would it be? Who's your ultimate player that you want in there? Because I got one. <sighs> Fernando um, Tatis Jr., because it oh. means he would be healthy. Shocker! <laughs> Tatis! <laughs> I think that there's a decent amount of candidates out there. I actually think Christian Walker would be pretty fun. I think Gary Sanchez would be fun for some reason. As a defense guy, I'm like, I don't even know if I want Christian Walker in there. Really? I think he could hit bombs. I think he would hit bombs, but I'm like, no one would care. That's why I don't want him in there. I want people in our all-star game that other people would actually care about. I actually do care about growing the sport just because I don't want to just be me and you talking about baseball all the time. I actually want to talk about some other people outside of Lockdown every now and then. So it would be nice if uh, some other guys – I cut you off there. We had more to your point. No, uh, that's that's the one. If Unless we're talking about like Pat. Best players, timers, then yeah, nah. that's I want nah. that he's healthy. We're I'm not sure. talking about we're not bringing up Babe Ruth here, okay? That's mm-hmm. not Jackie Robinson, okay? We're not bringing up the legends of the game, but for me, it would probably be Rafael Devers because I don't think any player hits a ball more consistently hard than Devers. And I think if he got to an MLB home run derby, I think it would just be absolutely insane with the, the nukes he would hit in that game. And my dark horse guy who could win it this year, Kyle Schwarba. Watch out for Schwarba because I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. Javier Reyes. Thank you for making this time. Thank you for hitting me up today for this crossover. But for my lockdown listeners, where can they find you on social media? They can find me at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. I tend to fool around there sometimes. And if you don't want to see my my tomfoolery, if you want exclusively Padre stuff, of course, follow the podcast on wherever you get your podcast from and at L-O underscore Padres on Twitter. And then just type in Lockdown Padres. You'll find the YouTube. I'm not the easiest on the eyes, but nonetheless, I do change my shirt around every now and then. So that gives uh, potential viewers something to look forward to just to see what weird shirt I wear. Sometimes it's just a regular t-shirt, but sometimes it isn't. And that's why you got to tune in. Yeah, if you go to Lockdown Dimebacks YouTube, I'm going to have this shirt on in like eight straight videos. No cap. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to just play a little game of what shirt does Millard have on today, it's going to be this extra, extra large D-back shirt that I'm just swimming in right now. So go check that out on Lockdown Dimebacks YouTube. Go check out Lockdown Padres on YouTube at Creator Thomas 24 for the personal account or look up Lockdown Dimebacks on Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle. Javi, thank you for the crossover today, sir. And I'll catch you next time. As always, sir. As always, this is... That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Come back next week for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Shout out to Javier Reyes for the last minute crossover. He always knows how to bring the energy and I always have a great time talking to him. So go check out the Locked on Padres podcast. Don't forget to check out Locked on Dimebacks on YouTube. Thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks your first listen every day. Don't forget to make your second listen of the day. Locked on MLB prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. MLB draft is around the corner. So you're going to want to check out that prospect show. He's always talking about those D-backs prospects as well because, of course, Corbin Carroll is killing it. And plus, he and Jordan Lawler are going to the Futures All-Star Game. So don't 
don't miss that either because that's going to be a fun one i think that gets tele uh, televised on mlb network as well so don't miss out on that game as i said go catch up on any pods you might have missed from this past week come back next week and as always stay safe stay healthy this is